Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. I'm Mitchell Kaminsky. Alongside me, Marshall Macaluso. What's up? What's up? We have a ton to talk about this week. I know I say this every week. We do but say like, this every we week. we actually have this is, this is a good a week lot. for sports talk shows. Phenomenal. So much content. I think that we're going to start, obviously, NFL Week 1 kicked off, but I think the big news of the week was yeah. last night. The Los Angeles Clippers have been eliminated from the playoffs by the Denver Nuggets. And I know you have a lot of say in this. I just want to start by saying, number one, I think this is great for the game of basketball. We had one team that was homegrown, built through the draft, developed players, and we had another super team that was bought, base essentially. We have one team that took the regular season seriously, and they try overall on a nightly basis, and another team that has load management and takes games off. Uh, and by all accounts, you know the Clippers should have won because they were more talented, and they had a 3-1 lead. Yeah. 3-1 lead. And they're mailing in games. They're not trying on defense. Actually, in a couple of those games to build up said 3-1 lead, I think it was game three, the Nuggets should have won. Like, they outplayed them most of the game, yeah, and the Clippers are like, all right, you know what? Let's just turn it on in the fourth quarter, and they stole it. And I'm like, wow, this series is over, like I think most people thought. But I'm so glad the Nuggets won. It's good for the game of basketball. I, I think the Clippers, you know, you, you shouldn't be able to coast through the regular season and then just all of a sudden, like, turn it on. And unfortunately, that's how it works in the NBA because usually talent beats teams like this. But uh, good for the Nuggets. This is good for basketball. Goodbye, Clippers, because now the path to LeBron is wide open. It's yeah. got so much easier for him. Yeah, you know what, Mitch? I'm trying to be a positive guy. You know, it's pretty easy to rail on the Clippers. And I'm not going to talk about the fact that Kawhi Leonard shot 6 for 22 last night. No, we should And I'm not going to talk about the fact that Paul George went 4 for 16 and 2 for 11 from 3. Playoff I'm, Pete? I'm not going to... More like way off Pete. I'm not going to talk about the fact that you and I scored as many points as those two combined in the fourth quarter. They How sco- many points was that, Marshall? That was big fat Zippo. I mean, look, good for the Nuggets. I gave them a lot of respect. I give them a lot of respect because they fought... And they had a good team, Nikola Jokic. And I'll tell you what, Jamal Murray, that kid's a superstar in the making. Not yet, but he's had some big time, big time performances on the big stage. So I'm, I'm happy for them. And you know, Colorado, go Broncos or whatever. I guess, yeah, Nuggets, they got the rainbow jerseys. Pretty cool. Um, so good for them. But man, like, it's like, it's hard. This is tough because like, you know, you want to give the Nuggets credit, but come on, man. Come on. Game one. And I mean, we talked in game one. So we go back to podcasts. And we're talking about the beginning of the bubble. And I said, you know what? Nuggets, they're pretty good. So I'll pat myself on the back for that take because they're my dark horse contender. And I said they can give the the, the Clippers a fight. After game one, we talked. We said, we, we, we said we, it was over. Off. It's yeah. over. I mean, they smoked him. Game one and game four, they smoked him, which should have happened in the series. You look at that, you look at that Clippers roster. It's, the Clippers roster on paper was the most talented in the league. I don't think it was that close. No. I mean, they're compared to the Lakers a lot. The Lakers got two absolute superstars, and then they're looking to Rondo, Caruso, much other, you know, guys you wouldn't really think of to, to get you big-time performances. It was that Clippers team. I mean, you got Montrez Harrell. You know, Lou, of the year. Lou Williams coming off the bench. Lemon Pepper Lou. You got Kawhi. You got I mean, Paul George last year before he had that shoulder injury. I mean, they got bounced from by Portland in a bad way. But people remember, he was an MVP candidate. And then he busted his shoulder, and he wasn't as good as the end. He missed a lot of time and didn't get it. But he was he's a great two-way player. But, like, my goodness. The fact, I mean, I remember talking, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop him because this man's a Clippers guy, Kevin Long. We're talking in the in we're talking Lakers-Clippers. You know, who's going to win? 
Who's going to win? And this was in game five because you'd think that this team could show up every once in a while, put together a performance, and act like a championship roster, but they couldn't. I mean, they blew two 16-point leads. You're up 3-1. I mean, there's a picture. Clippers are up 3-1, and they're up 18 points with eight minutes left in the third quarter. That that should be over. Yeah. You got Kawhi Leonard. You have the reigning finals MVP. That should be over. Hey, and, and Yeah. Yeah, and everyone's putting the pressure on them, and, and the, the, the Nuggets knew it. So they have that to their advantage. They were like, look, we're just going out hooping. We're playing ball. We're, we're you know, we're, we, we got our three seed. We're just trying to play. And the pressure's on them. And it's true, but, like, you guys have been here before. Doc Rivers, you've been here before, my friend. This is not the first time you blew a 3-1 lead. I mean, they absolutely have to be better. And this is not, I mean, this is not going to be, when you talk about any of these guys, Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Pat Bev, you did a lot of talking. Montrose Harrell did a lot of talking. I mean, this is a little karma from that, that, uh, Luka Doncic escapade where they had back, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, the whole th- their whole season was a side. Like, the playoff bubble for them was a sideshow. They they started, they kicked off the bubble by having a strip club controversy. Yeah. Like, we're talking about uh strip club and the wings at Magic City. That's not what the, the, the focus should be on. And then you have, like you said, there's the Pat Bev chirping at Dame Lillard after he missed a free throw. Yeah. So then they had that whole side show. And then they had Montrez Harold clocking Luka Doncic. And they have that whole side show. Then they were one of the few teams that voted they didn't even want to be in the NBA bubble. Like, all right, let's cancel, which is fine. I'm all for not, not going against their social justice cause or whatever. But, like, they showed up to a lot of these games not looking like they wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. there's no reason they shouldn't have won. With the best coach in basketball and the sixth man of the year, and one of the best two-way players in basketball, Kawhi Leonard. And he added Paul George, who demanded to be traded, and then he does this in the playoffs. So, I mean... I mean, yeah. the Clippers gave up five first-round picks for, to, for Paul George to get four field goals in a Game 7. I mean, you had, you had Skip Bayless. You, I mean, look, they got a lot of talk show guys, and you can like question their motives. But Kawhi Leonard was legitimately being praised as the best basketball player in the league. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to hear LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard in the same conversation anymore. Because look, we another series we're not talking about that I got a little bit of crow for because I'm a Rockets guy, Rockets-Lakers. Rockets came out firing. They, they won by 15 game one. And the Lakers and their championship DNA that's running in their veins say, you know what? We've got, we're going to figure out their offense. We're going to figure out their defense. And they smoked them. It wasn't competitive. Yeah. You look at, at halfway through game two, series is over. And Mitch call it gentleman's sweep because that's a championship team right there. The you know Clippers, what? Yeah, they fold at the at the nearest site of adversity when the Nuggets pull together a scrappy game too. It shouldn't have even gone to a game seven. It was the biggest choke job. Like this yeah, is bigger this is than the, the biggest, Warriors choke. Oh job. yeah, Warriors yeah, absolutely. Like the teams were just as good, but like the other team didn't have LeBron James on it. And you know, Paul George could have played with LeBron. He chose yeah. not to. Kawhi he could have played with LeBron. They chose not to, and now look, look at that. Uh, LeBron's team is going to be playing to get into the NBA Finals, yeah. and they have just gone home. And what they, I mean, I've just, the redeeming thing for them is they have a lot of money to spend. Still, like there was talks that they're trying to pursue Giannis. Giannis is not going to go to the Clippers. I think he's yeah. staying in Milwaukee, but they have a ton of money. They'll be back next year, and maybe it'll be like a Virginia Cavaliers thing where, like, hey, we got knocked out when we shouldn't have, and we're coming yeah. back with a vengeance. But, you know, don't be taking games off of the regular season, and don't wait. Because, like, the chemistry matters. Like, you oh, watch absolutely. The, the Series 2 with the um, Dallas Mavericks, like, that game probably, that, that series should not have gone to 6. They're playing yeah. one-legged Luka Doncic, and their second-best player was out most of the series. Should that have gone 6 games? Probably not. Because they're figuring things out. Yeah. And uh, well, the last thing I'll say on this matter is, you know, I'm looking forward. I think the Nuggets-Lakers are pretty good. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if the Lakers can just handle business as they have been. Um, 
But Kawhi Leonard, man, I mean, this goes to show, like, supporting cast really matters. Because you had, you traded, you know, Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry, who didn't have much business being in it at all this year, taking the Celtics to Game 7 in a really tough game. I mean, those two dudes are championship caliber dudes. You traded them for probably better talent, but championship, like, that mentality matters. And you talked about before when you picked the Raptors, like, these guys, those guys have been there before. And it shows. It looked like it, yeah. You know, and, and then you trade. I mean, look, you got Doc Rivers, you got all these guys, but like, you know, some some hat. Michael Jordan said it. Some got it. Some don't. That's true. It's true. Who do you like in this? I think you know. I, I hate to keep. I, I want to give the Nuggets some credit here too, because the fact that they didn't fold. Like when they're down three one. Like most teams, I think most teams after that disheartening game one would have given up. Yeah. And they stayed with it. And Murray had a couple games where you know he wasn't particularly great. He had a couple 15-point games in there, uh, and Jokic was inconsistent, but they came through in the end. Michael Porter Jr. had a really big series for him. Yeah, that three. I hate to keep writing him off, and I don't want to just like brush him off against the Lakers, because they've shown this is a championship caliber team. I think the Lakers win the series. I'm going to go six games, though. I think it's a very competitive six games, and uh, don't go up 3-1 on them, because I'll probably come back for a third time. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's really impressive. Two 3-1 leads. Um, I think the bubble has to do a little bit with that, because, you know, if it's 3-1 in L.A. and, like, the crowd, you know Because young players will shrink. That's an excellent point. Young players will shrink when you got the crowd heckling all night. You think Michael Porter's playing the way he does? No. No. That is a very valid point. The bubble did allow it, but that being said, still, like, yeah. if you're on the play, play, playground playing street ball, the best players usually win the games, especially yeah. if it's a seven-game series. And the best team did not win uh, this, yeah. uh, this game series. Yeah, and honestly, I think I think the Lakers kind of have this, like, theme going where, like, and I think it'll, I think it'll happen against the Nuggets because they played, the, the Lakers have played two good teams that they were much better than, and they lost the game. And everyone's like, uh-oh, but then, you know, LeBron, I mean, you had that face of LeBron's on the bench. He's like, all right. After game one, he's like, all right, like, we got we got our work cut out mm-hmm. for us. Uh, smoke the Rockets. Um, I think it'll be kind of that, you know, the Nuggets, the Nuggets got some games. But honestly, I think, like, this was, like, 50-50 because the Clippers smoked them. And I think the Lakers will probably have a game against the Nuggets where they'll beat them by 20-plus. Well, I think yeah, the Nuggets game one, I think, I, if I was, I'd, I'd probably pick the Nuggets for game one because the Lakers have such a long layoff. Yeah. But as the series goes on, you're going to have to factor into the part that, like, fact that LeBron's had two pretty short series in a row. They've had two five-game series. Yeah. They've been well-rested. And the Nuggets just went through two seven-game wars. Yeah. And that first series against the Jazz took a lot out of them. And you could see it in their game one when they came out flat against the Clippers. So... Uh, I think I think it could be a factor here because they got yeah. a lot, played a lot of minutes under yeah. them. But uh, and then real quick, uh, Heat Celtics. Yeah, great game one, phenomenal game. Went one. to OT, got a block in, bam, at a bio. Very, uh, you know, that was, that was a crazy play. I mean, his hands like right over the rim, bending backwards to get that block. Um, but I like the Heat. I think the Heat are gonna be playing the Lakers in the finals. I've been picking against the Heat all playoffs. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, and I do like the Celtics. And I said if the Celtics got past um, uh, the Raptors, I think I like their chances of beating Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee's not here right now. Yeah. So I think Kemba's going to have to step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and fool me once, shame on me. Uh, fool me twice, I guess it's shame on you. But we're going to go with third, third time's a charm here. I'm going to pick against them for the third time. Oh! I probably should. Giving Jimmy Butler more fuel. I think the Celtics are going to win this series. I think they got a little bit more depth. 
Uh, and, like, the reason they won that game, Butler had a really nice three in overtime. And they do play team ball, but I just don't think they're as deep as the Celtics. I think this is the... Mm-hmm. I think it's a very I good mean, team. Uh, the deepest Mar- team Marcus they face Moore, the Marcus Morris, is re- he's a really good player. He doesn't get talked about. I mean, you got um, Jalen Brown, phenomenal basketball player. Yeah. He never gets talked about. It's always Jason Tatum uh, and uh, Kemba Walker, but they, they they got a deep roster. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, hey, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back a little more for that Heat pick because uh, that good. that team is good. Yeah, that team good. is good, and they got a lot of they got a lot of young guys. So yeah, that was a team I took. For, I thought the regular season was a fluke because their team, unlike. The, Unlike the uh, Clippers, the Heat are a team that tried in the regular season. Oh, yeah. They were a very good regular season team. And you hear all these people on, like, the jump and say, hey, are the Heat legitimate contenders? It's like, well, probably not because they actually tried during playoffs. I don't think there's talented. But you know what? It shows because they yeah. click on all cylinders and they carry that momentum into the postseason. The Clippers were a team that kind of coasted through it. And, you know, it showed right here. Going back, actually, real quick before we hop to the NFL, I, I, I vaguely remember in a past podcast defending Kawhi Leonard in the Loge management. And I've, I'm totally flipping that stance. I, I mean, you give the guy the benefit of the doubt when you think he can just cruise to the finals uh, and that he's a reigning finals MVP. But, like, you're talking about the Heat. I mean, same with the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers were trying a lot. Uh, not even just in the regular season, but in like the eight games before the playoffs start in the bubble. Yeah. There's a couple regular season games. Lakers clinched that number one seed in like day three or four, but they were trying and like it shows because Rondo and those kind of, kind of guys, I mean, Rondo's had pretty big performances yeah. and he was injured, but that doesn't happen if they're just kind of cruising and just beating up on the Grizzlies in the regular season, yeah. you know. No, chemistry's a real thing. And you look at uh, Caruso and LeBron, they're on the same page with all these lobs and yeah. playoff Rondo coming back. Playoff Rondo, everyone makes fun of playoff Rondo. It's like a joke. It's such a real thing. When he yeah. was with the Bulls, I swear, this is the last year of like the three alphas with Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, and Rondo. They won the first two games as an eight seed against a one seed Celtics team, both in Boston because of Rondo. Then Rondo breaks his thumb, didn't play another game that series. Bulls got swept in uh, the next four games. So, mm-hmm. he, he, he's the real deal. Yeah. All right, so shall we move on to a little bit of NFL? Let's do it. And we got, the, there were so many storylines to go NFL. I think the first one, we're going to give Joe Burrow some love. Yeah? Him, his uh, Bengals debut just went just about as well as you'd want. And they had the ball with a chance to win the game. Joe Burrow marches him down the field. Gets him into the scoring position. He throws a touchdown pass to A.J. Green. And, of course, it's called back because of offensive pass interference. No problem. It's going to be a chip shot, field goal. They'll win it anyway. And, of course, the kicker misses it. Uh, so welcome to Cincinnati, my friend. Yeah, but That's tough. That's that's a sad one. We're like, hey, your number one overall pick. And usually it was now you're on the Browns. But now it's now you're on the Bengals. Which yep. you got A.J. Green. And he's got, they got um, some weapons, They got man. Joe Mixon, right? They got Mixon still. Uh, I, they got Giovanni Bernard. I like Tyler Boyd a lot. Um, John Ross is pretty yeah. good. He's a speedy guy. They got guy. some guys. But yeah, no, that, uh, that's tough because, you know, Joe Burrow is awesome coming out of college. Hope he can, yeah, hope he can do well. Want, I wanted him to be the Chargers for me, but that's all right. The Chargers really had to, I mean, the Chargers have a good secondary, but like, if you watch them offensively, they were sputtering most of this game. Yeah. Um, for the Bengals, I will say this for Joe Burrow. I think you've got a fantastic quarterback in him. I think he's going to be a lot better than Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. He's the real deal. The poise he showed on that final drive, tremendous. Look, completely cool and comfortable under pressure. I mean, he's been in situations like this before, obviously with the national championship team, but he throws a really good ball, and he's surrounded with a lot of weapons. So mm-hmm. I think the Bengals uh, hit a home run with that pick. Unfortunately, it didn't go their way. Speaking of Baker Mayfield and the Browns, 6-38. to 38. 
was the score of that game as they got absolutely smoked. Yeah, by that the game Ravens. was not as close as the score uh, showed there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, wow. So I'll, I'll ask you one thing: Are you are you ready to give up on that Browns project? Because I know yeah. last year they, you know, oh, you know, they got Baker Mayfield, they got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, they got um, uh, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and then all those weapons. Got six points. Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're changing your coach all three years. Like, he's had a different coach every year. Who's your coach now? Uh, Because it was Kitchens, right? Yeah, they just hired their offensive uh, coordinator. Oh, Jesus. Um, I just remember seeing all those guys, all those schmucks on um, that HBO show, Hard Knocks. But, yeah, no, I mean, it is hard going coach to coach. And I'll tell you what, the Ravens are legit, and and I cannot believe that we wasted Kevin Stefanski, I, the, oh, the former yeah, yeah, yeah. the former Viking uh, yes, offense yes, coordinator, yes. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, they go through so many coaches, we can't even keep track of all. Yeah, I can't believe that we really like spent. Well, I don't know if we were because I don't think we were really in a, in on that conversation. But a lot of people spent like half a season or a whole season debating whether Lamar Jackson was more than a running back, and I think. He's more than a running back with his 275 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, that oh, dude, he's throwing some deep balls. That, too. that dude can ball. That dude can ball. He had a crap. I remember against the Chargers, he had a crappy playoff game. But since then, he's looked pretty good and uh, good for him because that's a, that's a young guy you want to see. You want to see. J.K. Dobbins out of the backfield too. They picked up. I mean, we thought they were good with the running game with Joe uh, or Mark Ingram. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is another guy, and he got more touches than Ingram, who I like a lot. This team's talented and. Um, yeah. I think they're going to dismantle the Texans next week. I think oh, they're yeah. just as good as the Chiefs. Uh, Speaking of the Chiefs, better. Thursday Night Football, yeah. they are very good still. They are very good. That's my hot take. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't know why the NFL let the Chiefs draft a fantastic running back as the last pick in the first round, but it happened. And they basically are just keeping that offense together, added a couple pieces to the defense uh, with some extensions. I mean, the Chiefs, man. I mean, I remember looking at their. Their salary cap, and they had like twenty cents and twenty bucks and change. Yeah. And their salary cap, then they extended Patrick Mahomes for like a billion dollars, and they gave Travis Kelsey a big contract, and they gave uh Chris Jones a big contract on D line. I'm like, what the heck? Where are these guys coming up with all the money? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Texans. I mean, man, Deshaun Watson, great quarterback. Oof. So bad for that man. You know, the guy they traded away, and I actually think David Johnson had a nice game. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't really run the ball in the second half because they're getting pummeled. But uh, it's funny, DeAndre Hopkins had the most catches he's ever had in his career with Kyler Murray. Yeah. And the uh, Arizona Cardinals knocked off the 49ers 24-20. Jimmy Garoppolo did not look all that great. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray looked pretty good. Yeah. This that, could be a contender in that that's division. A team, that's a team. I'm like a Broncos guy, but I, I really like the Cardinals. That's got to be my, my, my sleeper team because, I mean, Kyler Murray, I mean, it's kind of crazy. People want a Kyler Murray. Playing in Topeka, Kansas for three years. Yeah. Playing freaking minor league baseball. And he's going out week one, beating the 49ers. Um, but yeah, no, that's going to be a good team. And They're going to be Hop- fun regardless. Yeah. Of- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And DeAndre Hopkins, like, that's when you're like, you get dumped by your ex, and then you get like a way hotter girl, and your ex gets like an alcohol addiction or something like that. I mean, this is literally what it is. Yeah. Because that dude, he is at peace after the Texas loss. He's tweeting out, you know, uh, very happy or whatever, and then he gets his career high catches. I mean, Kyler Murray is a smaller version of Deshaun Watson. And who would have thunk? That if you have a top three receiver in the NFL and you throw him a bunch of times, you might win a football game. Yeah. 
Who would have thunk that you should just treat very good football players very well and give them the football? It is crazy. Uh, something else that was crazy. We're hopping around. A yeah, lot we're here. going all over. But uh, Washington, they beat the Eagles, and their first round draft pick, uh, uh, Young. No, we had Chase Young. Chase Young a out of Ohio game, State. Game. Big time game. He that made an immediate good. impact. They were. Uh, he was harassing uh, Carson Wentz all day. I think he had two sacks. Carson uh, Wentz got sacked like got sacked like eight times. Yeah, and that's that's a guy who like. And I know like you know we you can evaluate a quarterback and like everyone puts a grain of salt on what team they're on if that team is good. You know what I mean? And I truly believe that Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. But man, I feel like every time I watch him play football, he's getting the crap kicked out of him. Like, it's crazy. There's no, I mean, because, you know, you say injury prone as if he's not just getting beat up every game. And he had two picks. So I understand that. But uh, that's just, I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for him because they just lost to a team yeah. that literally doesn't have a name. Miles Sanders will be coming back this week for him. So that'll help now that you don't have Boston Scott and Corey Clement handling the run <laughs> game for you. But uh, against the Washington football team, uh, the Eagles probably. Probably should have won that one, especially because yeah. how well they started in the first. I think they half. were up seventeen zero, right? Yeah, and they let them score twenty seven unanswered. Yeah. That is, that's tough. Hey, you know what? They should have kept Nick Foles because Nick Foles is useless right now with the Bears. Because touchdown, Mitch Trubisky yeah. came alive in the fourth corner to beat the hapless Lions, who uh, probably should have beaten the Bears in this game, uh, but they blew a big lead, and then they had a chance to win. And DeAndre Swift uh, dropped a pass in the end zone. But uh, were you, uh, you – know, let me ask you this as an outsider. Yeah. Because uh, I had a lot of emotions invested in this game. Were you impressed by Trubisky or were you like, did you watch the first three quarters? This it's looks like, like same it's old like Mitch. It's like weird. See, honestly, I'm not surprised by what happened there. Because first of all, I think the, you said it right. The Lions are hapless. They stink. Well, know. bad teams find a way to lose games. I don't know. I can't remember the last time Lions were good, and I don't know when the next time they will be good. Um, But, I mean, like, Mr. Trubisky, I mean, you looked at the, the double doink, the Eagles game. He had a hell of a drive in the end of the game. Yep. And I feel like he can do that. And he can make throws. He's an athletic quarterback. And he's got an arm. No one's going to dispute that. But, I mean, his accuracy is like, it's just not good. You know? I mean, he made that great throw for the touchdown. But he's just missing, like, easy passes. Yeah, there was a couple you know early I mean? in that game. He should have hit Jimmy Graham. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's uh, there a Allen Robinson. In the a couple zone, I mean, yeah. Allen Robinson gets, gets great highlight tapes because he's got to dive for every football. You know what I mean? And it's like, look, like I think if you build a good defense and you put up weapons around him, which they did in years past, you know, you can do something with a not-so-great quarterback. I mean, Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, but I, I just think Mitch Trubisky, like, and this is tough. Because if he keeps playing like this, I don't know what the Bears do at the end of this year. Yeah, that's out. very tough. Because like like you said, he looked phenomenal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he, and he, he made he some big throws. Games. He can win games. But the underlying thing is, if you watch the tape, a lot of those were he got put in good positions. Like they had three receivers to a side, and they isolated Anthony Miller one on one, and that's who caught the game winning touchdown. So all he had to do was see the read, and then just make a good throw in there, which he was able to. Uh, but like he was put in position to succeed there, so like that, like he's still doing a lot to help him. It's not like he was scrambling and improvising like a Mahomes, where he's just lacing one in there. Yeah, and they're putting him in position to succeed, and he made the throws that he had to. But the first three quarters really bad. They talked about all training camp how his footwork had improved. His footwork didn't look all that much better than that. Yeah, like, there was a and couple it, throws where the, it was like, Ugh. there was a quote. I think it was Cordero Patterson who's like, Trubisky's a whole other quarterback. I'm like. 
looks pretty same to me. And I will say, watching the Bears, because the Bears are always on in this goddamn house. I can never watch the Broncos unless it's on my own computer. Or on a bad Monday Night Football game, but we'll get to that later. Um, like, watching Mr. Bisky and the Bears, there were a lot of games last year. There was a lot of questionable coaching decisions. The first one that comes to mind is having Mr. Bisky throw, like, 50 times and giving the body running back, like, not at all in yeah. the second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that, that's, that's one thing where, like, look, I don't, you can't ask tr- that much of Trubisky, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you look at, like, let's see, let's, let's pick it, like the Chargers, for instance. They got a Tyrod Taylor and the new guy they got. And if you're the Bears, yeah, Justin Herbert. And if you're the Bears, you're like, do we want to be, I mean, we got a guy who, like, has played with our system for a while. He's got a good relationship with Nagy. And this is kind of like an end-of-the-year question, so I guess you can cross that bridge when they get there because they got 50 more games. Where it's like, do we want to be a Chargers with, like, two quarterbacks? You don't really know which one is going to be the guy. Week 8, or you just stick with Trubisky. You got Nick Foles, too. I mean, I don't know. You know what I will say, though? Unless you have anything else to add on the Bears. The only thing with them is I thought Nat, Matt Nagy had a much better game. I, yeah, I, no. Because there was a lot of criticism last year, but I think he had, that was well coached. But, yes, go we can move uh, on. One thing is, I'll tell you what, I think the Bears make the playoffs if they had the quarterback for the New England Patriots. We're not going to talk about that because we already did. But Cam Newton, baby, that yes. dude can ball. That, and, and, and that guy, like, you watch him, that's a confident quarterback who believes in himself, and they believe in Cam Newton. They do. You know I, mean? I, I thought I didn't think it would work out with Belichick and him, and we'll see how it does when they yeah. come off a loss and yeah. he comes wearing like some weird skunk scarf, and <laughs> Belichick has to take the podium afterwards. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, I, I don't think that it's going to be sustainable for a yeah. guy that's been banged up. Yeah, he's running that many that times. Much. I think by week seven, if he's running that much, he's going to be like walking on a walking crutch. Uh, and he's not that good of a pocket passer. I mean, they only had him throw 19 times, which tells you a lot of what they think of his passing ability. So we'll see if the uh, honeymoon continues, but that was a good start. And yeah. Cam Newton's a winner. He's going to fight for your team. He's competitive. Uh, and I think his teammates like him a lot. I think Josh McDaniels likes him a lot. And the New England all of a sudden's fun. You almost don't hate the Patriots Yeah, now. that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I mean, it's hard. It was hard. I mean, I hated... I hated Tom Brady a lot more than I hated the Patriots as a Broncos fan. But, like, I mean, I like Bill Belichick, even if he does cheat every now and then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're going against the Dolphins, and they're only scoring 11 points. But uh, Patriots still got a good defense, and despite the fact that, like, eight of their players opted out of the season, um, yeah, good for them. Speaking- Let's go last, yeah, last game we went. Oh, go ahead. What you- well, I was just going to I was gonna hop over to the Buccaneers. Oh, yes, Speaking yes, of yes. Ex-Patriots, good, good hop. And speaking of quarterbacks who are not very good, Tom Brady lost this game, 23-34. And I'll, I, I don't know if I did say it on this podcast, but I've said it on, not on the podcast, definitely. I, I genuinely, Tom Brady, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever played football, play football, probably one of the, probably the GOAT, if you look at his winning experience. The dude is old, and he's just not that good anymore. I think he's got, well, I th- that's not fair, I don't think. I, think, I mean, I, I mean, think he's washed, and he is. Well, you're playing a very good team in the Saints, you are. who have a pretty good defense, and all those pieces are new. Like, Leonard Fournette just got added a couple days before the game. So, you know, the new coach, new system, new personnel. It's going to take a couple weeks. They're probably going to have a slow start. I think they will finish the year with at least 10 wins. It'll come around in the second half. doesn't have to worry about the weather because it's all nice in Tampa. I think he will be fine. I don't put that all on Tommy. Uh, you know, because Drew Brees is a pretty good quarterback, too. He's yeah. got Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, and a good defense surrounding him. 
with a good other good head coach. So, I mean, I didn't expect the Buccaneers to win this game. And, I mean, it was a little uglier than we all thought, and he threw two picks. But I, he, he's yeah. got too many weapons, and I think he, he will be just fine yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah, and, I mean, the Saints are probably, I mean, if you guys, what? If you ask me in the NFC, I think the Saints are probably going to Super Bowl. At least they're going to get to the NFC Conference Championship. So, I'll give you that. And I don't want to put it all on Tom Brady, but I don't think the Buccaneers' defense is that good. And, I mean, you look at those two picks Tom Brady threw, it's like, I mean, we that, that was the same thing. I mean, what? how many points did Patriots average last year? Like, 16? But their defense was giving up yeah. 13. And he didn't so, have anyone he was throwing to, like, Akil yeah. Harry. Woo! Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it'll be interesting going forward. I mean, they, they put Broncos week three, so I hope this trend continues. But, yeah, I mean, Saints are very good. And, I mean, they added, added Emmanuel Sanders, a great wide receiver to compliment Michael Thomas. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be a team to watch out for. But I'm telling you, I don't. I mean, a lot of people are high on the Buccaneers. You look at all their, you know, fantasy rankings and their their win projection, everything. And I just don't think they're that great. I'm going to go rapid fire through the games we haven't talked about, and we'll finish with the Broncos one. I'll let yeah. you get a couple words in. Uh, let's go. So for Packers Vikings, Aaron Rodgers looked pretty good. That's a bad man. Uh, Colts Jaguars. I don't think we saw that. I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good for Gardner Minshew, I guess. Uh, yeah, Phil Burgers, yeesh. They, they're tanking, but no one told Gardner Minshew and company, so good for them. Uh, yeah. Colts, you better figure that out because Phillip Rivers. Uh, Raiders, Panthers, a phenomenal game between two mediocre teams. Um, yeah. But, hey, I like Teddy Bridgewater. Wish, he, wish him the best. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, Seahawks, Falcons, Russell Wilson, still a good quarterback. Um, yeah. and, uh, Steelers, Giants, uh, Big Ben is apparently banged Snoring. up after that The dude said he felt like he got hit by a car after the game one. And, uh, it, Big Ben is in the territory where every time he gets sacked, it's like, he's out for the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, you're holding like, your breath. You got 911 on call, because if he gets one blindside hit from Bradley Chubb, he's dead. And then finally, uh, Cowboys Rams. Uh, the Rams seem to get away with a lot that of pass interference uh, calls. They 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 come away with a lot of these things. I don't think it was either, but uh, I knew the Rams were going to win because I said so. And you could have won some money if you listened to me. Uh, we had two <laughs> of the three games correct. We didn't get the Colts one right, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> finally, all right, we'll go with Titans Broncos. You were the floor for this one. Yeah, I it was horrible I mean, clock management in the game they should have won. Yeah, I mean, see, here's a good thing: they should have won that game, and. And they're like the White Sox this year where, you know, the window, you can see that the window of contention is about to start, but you don't need it to happen this year. And I was reading an interesting article, getting a quarterback is way more important than wins in, in the W column. Honestly, like I want them to make the playoffs. I want them to go nine and seven, 10 and six, make the playoffs. But if they can, if all they do this year is develop those rookies and Drew Locke becomes the guy, it'll be a successful season. You look at that game, a lot of injuries fixable drop passes with with young guy jerry judy first ever game in the nfl fixable terrible clock management fangio owned it fixable i mean it's just you know hopefully this team going forward can figure it out of court and back kj hammer back titans are a good football team derrick henry i feel like i put five bucks on him getting 100 yard rushing 100 yards rushing every single game because he just figures it out and he's a beast you know what i mean give them ball 15 times he'll get you three yards three and a half four yards of carry um, yeah, Broncos, I mean, look, they, you know, no one said they're going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, but, like, it's going to be better. Drew Locke's throwing a Tyree Cleveland. Von Miller's out for the year, so it's what it is. You know, yeah, the White Sox, who are the best team in the American League, they started the year 1-4, uh, and four, and the first game they lost to the Twins, who are also a good team, kind of like the Titans. Yeah. Speaking of baseball and the White Sox, White Sox do no hitter this year. It's the first one of 2020. The Cubs matched it with some history of their own. Making uh, the first uh, time in Chicago history, two pitchers yeah. have thrown a no-hitter in the same city 
uh, of Chicago. Um, same city as Chicago. In, in Chicago. That was poorly worded. <laughs> Alec Mills, though, of all people. I mean, those two, you look at two completely, uh, contrasting yeah, no hitters. Yeah. You have one, uh, it's the, uh, ace of the team, and he was. Was he a on contender last year? Yeah. He was yeah. in the sign conversation, an all star, undisputed ace of the White Sox. Uh, maybe Dallas Keuchel has a say, but anyway. He, and his start, he had a ton of swing and misses. He tied a record with Nolan Ryan for the most swings and misses in a no-hitter. Uh, I think he had like 20 or so, some insane number. Well, and then you have Alec Mills, who only had five strikeouts. I think he had like three, three swings three. or misses. Oh, three, it, three or five. I think it was it was not money. I think it was like either three or five like swings and misses the whole game. He had three walks. Um, his control wasn't great. The defense helped him out. But he he came, he pulled through, uh, and it was very impressive. Uh, I was happy for the kid with his little goggles yeah. there, wiping them off. <laughs> and I mean, you want to look at a success story. And I look, I, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. I thought it was amazing, but I was probably the most forgettable no hitter I've ever watched in the sport of baseball. Yeah, it didn't help that the NFL, NFL kicked off, yeah, and it was a day game, and the Cubs won eleven to nothing. I was like, I got a no no hitter alert in like the six. And I was like, the Cubs are playing right now? What the heck? Um, but no, like, I mean, the dude walked on at a non-Power 5 school. He was a 22nd pick, I want to say. Yeah. And now he had never had, oh, I don't remember, uh, he's had 15 starts. And, like, you know, the, the Cubs have only ever used him when, like, someone's been hurt. And that's kind of what he is now. This I is, mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Quintana's out. So he's got the three spot. Right now, this has or something like that. it's been thrown around before, but it has a lot of Philip Humber vibes. Philip Humber yeah. threw a perfect game for the White Sox in 2012. When, like the Cubs, they were contenders uh, at that, or they were vying for a playoff spot at that point of the season. And he ended up finishing the year. This is at the beginning of the year he threw it, uh, and then he ended up finishing the year in the bullpen because it didn't turn out to be very yeah. good. And I don't I think mean, Alec Mills is anyone's predicting him to be a future ace <laughs> anywhere anytime soon. It's funny too because. Uh, you know, you compare the last time the Cubs, you know, the last time the Cubs were no hitter, they won the World Series. That was in 2016 when Jake Arrieta was by far and away the best pitcher, like, on the planet. I mean, the dude had, like, a one-something ERA in that second half of the season. And he was, an, he was and he did it against the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, that was a great one. I I, I will say a, a lot of his coaches, and it was it was cool, too, because he had a lot of, like, Hendrix vibes. Yeah. Uh, Alec Mills getting a lot of ground balls. I mean, the last one was a ground ball. Um, But you know what? He was throwing, like, a decent curveball in the ninth inning. With a dude who, like, you just kind of want five good innings out of him, and then you're putting him in the bullpen. Um, good for him. And I will say, the Brewers and the Cardinals and the Reds, all these good teams that were supposed to smoke the Cubs or something like that, they're not panning out. I'll tell you that much right now. The NL Central was supposed to be, like, this, you know, power division, and it's not. The Cubs are the best team. The Reds are highly disappointing. The Brewers can't hit a ball to save their life. Literally, they showed against Alec Mills. And the Cardinals all had coronavirus, so now they're like 30 games back. It's going to be interesting at the end of the year when the playoffs start, because you're going to have teams playing each other for the first time all year, which usually doesn't happen in baseball. 162 yeah. teams are playing everyone, but you have like the White Sox playing the Astros. I mean, the first time they're seeing each other, and all of a sudden it's going to make it a lot more intriguing uh, down the stretch. And same with the Cubs. Uh, you know, especially because I think both divisions, the Cubs and the, the Sox, and they've had to play the same teams this year. Yeah. I mean, you got the Royals, they kind of stink. Tigers, kind of stink. Yeah. Pirates, kind of stink. They the Reds, stink. Uh, apparently stink. <laughs> uh, so, like, this, both Centrals, not very good. I mean, the AL Central, you got three very, you got three good yeah, teams. The Twins are good. If you want to call the Indians good. The I mean, Indians, the pitching staff's it, good. It, half a good team. Yeah, they got yeah, a good pitching good staff. <laughs> the offense, 
you know, leaves a lot to be desired, but <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. be, the playoffs are going to be fun this year. Yeah. I am looking forward to the playoffs uh, more than I usually would. Yeah, I mean, no, probably because the totally Sox are going to be in it for the first time in 10 years, but. Yeah. Well, man, that'll happen. That'll do it. But yeah, no, the playoffs will be very interesting because like, I mean, this season's been so short. I mean, you got a lot of dudes. I mean, I'm, oh, I guess I'm just speaking for the Cubs, but I mean, like you got like Chris Bryant. I mean, he got a decent injury and he Welcome to the podcast, I mean. You want to talk to the viewers? Uh, what are your take on the Chicago White Sox this year? The Five Chicago seconds. White Sox are doing a- amazingly. Uh, make sure you follow and listen to Dorm Room Dispute. They got some great content, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I can attest to that. Thanks, Amin. That's- Have you ever listened to a podcast? Uh, call her <laughs> daddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was talking about us, but that's all right. Um, he said it, though. White Sox are doing amazing. Um. I don't even remember. Oh, yeah. Well, Chris Pine's playing like garbage and hopefully turns around in the playoffs. It's basically what I was going to say. You know who say. else is? Javier Baez is playing like garbage. You got guy. I'll tell you, what, what was more surprising for you? The fact that they won on a walk-off with Jason Hayward in a game that they had no business waiting, winning earlier that week. They're down oh, three my goodness. They went on a walk-off. Or I mean, Alec Mills throwing a no-hitter. I mean, that series was something because the first game, we lose one nothing. We had a great... I think it was Hendricks... Uh, we had a great pitching outing, and you couldn't score a single run. And then the next time, you're top nine, and you're like, oh, well, let's pack it up. Can't score one in two straight games. And all of a sudden, Jason Hayward, who's been having a phenomenal season, hits the first home run Josh Hayward's given up all year. And then some uh, uh, Vargas, something Vargas, yeah. he's had like seven at-bats for the Cubs. They go back-to-back, win the game. Kimbrell gets the save, and then we get a no-hitter the next day. And I'll tell you what right now, I'm like, I'm glad it's not a 162-game season because the fact that we've won 30-something is, like, good enough, and we're going to, like, kind of hit a reset button in the playoffs, hopefully. But uh, Ian Happ and Jason Hayward are having absolutely phenomenal years. And if all of our guys – and, okay, Rizzo's having a pretty decent year. He struggled a little bit, but he's come around. And Wilson Contreras has too. He had a really good month this past month. Um, which kind of rectified his crappy stats earlier. But, like, I mean, Chris Bryant, I mean, I don't want to hate on the guy. He won us a World Series. He hit that home run off Trevor Bauer, which kick-started the comeback from a 3-1 lead. But, dude, you're in a contract year. Has anyone told you that? The way you play this year impact, and this is regardless of the Cubs. You know, the way you play this year is going to impact how much dinero you get for the coming, like, 5-7. to Like, you should probably, and like, he had an injury, so I understand that. But, like, you should probably hit over 210. If you're in a contract year yeah. and you try to get a max deal, if Scott Boris is your guy, I mean, Scott Boris can't be asking for this max deal if you played like crap. This no, this before. year I think just solidified. And I never thought he was coming back, but this kind of puts the nail in the coffin. Like the Cubs, especially with Scott Boris, like you said, who's going to ask for a bunch of money? Because yeah. they'll be like, oh, it was a pandemic. He was hurt. I mean, that's not who Chris Bryant is. But if you're the Cubs, like, are you going to be paying top dollar yeah. for Chris Bryant after what you saw this last year when you could pay a guy like, I don't even know Baez at this point. He was supposed to get a contract, but he's he's kind of flying well, too. I mean, you got a lot of guys you need to Rizzo resign. Rizzo paycheck. I mean, that dude's a warrior. He's Rizzo been and Contreras this, yeah, probably. He's been the heart of this yeah. team for a while now. Well, I'll tell you what, the, that was kind of like, the Rizzo kind of reminds me with Jose Abreu, because a lot of Sox fans are like, oh, we just drafted uh, Andrew Vaughn in the first round. 
Let's start him instead. You know, Braves done with his contract. You served your time, but like they kind of brought him back on a loyalty deal. Yeah. And right now he's an MVP candidate, and he's kind of yeah, like the absolutely. heart and soul of the team. Like he's it, the value he provides, not just on the field, which has oh, been absolutely. phenomenal, is off the field. And I feel like Rizzo's the same way absolutely. in the Cubs clubhouse. So. Yeah, I mean, people say like put a C on his chest, like as a joke, but mm-hmm. like he really is. He's the heart and blood of this team. Uh, Javier Baez playing well. I mean, he got an RBI today. Good for him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant, and like Chris Bryant has the, has the highest WAR. And the Cubs since like 2015, I want to say. So like, I mean, he's he's done so much for this Cubs team, yeah. and like, you want to bring it back, but if he plays like crap this year and he walks, you know, it sweetens my uh, my pain a little bit. But that's we'll definitely be getting more into baseball once the playoffs start. I know the season's winding down. I think we got like 10, 15 games left. Oh, there's so much. We have a sports cornucopia. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, we didn't even talk about it. We never talk about it. But we just had a hockey podcast with hockey expert Matthew Harrington. If you didn't listen to that one, you should. Because I said the Stars are going to the Stanley Cup. And guess what? They beat Vegas. And they are going to the Stanley Cup to face the Lightning, who I also said was going to win their series. So I was right. Which is, you know, been scarce to come by lately in the uh, (laughs) NBA picks. But I'm 100% on the NHL one. So that should be a good finals because the semis kind of sucked. They were a lot of boring games. But, um... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I think that's all we got. We'll definitely be hopping into the baseball. And then once football really gets swinging things. I mean, look, we got football starting. We got baseball plans coming up. We got the conference finals for NBA and the Stanley Cup happening right now. It's amazing. Oh, I know. All yeah. all those months of complaining about, oh, there's no sports. Now it's almost like you got too much sports. Yeah, I got too and I'm not going to complain sports. about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm very happy. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Like yeah. Amin said, follow us. <laughs> And uh, listen to our podcast, and uh, we will see you next time. That's right. That's right.